Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today. Uh, That was my elbow. Oh my. Sorry, go. Show that's falling apart. Literally. <laughs> my name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor, whole managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, or you listen to us or Twitter, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. Let's go over to the infirmary. <laughs> Uh, check on the the rapidly deteriorating yeah. Ashley Pickle. I went to, I was just sitting here, you know, hand on the mouse, and I went to, like, move my arm and elbow just, I mean, that was loud poppage. Not ideal. You doing okay? I I might lose an arm between yeah. now and the end of this show, but we're still rolling with it. Kind of seems like it. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, 289 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Clay Thompson, episode 1,328. On today's show, guys, let's go back to forward. Okay. Back half of the show, Mm -hmm. we're going to hear from Lake Belton coach Brian Cope. And perhaps you may be thinking, Lake Belton? That sounds odd. You, you, what did you take two schools and just like uh, and and uh, Tepper mash you, them together? Tepper, have you taken your meds? No, <laughs> Lake Belton joining the UIL this year. They had a great kind of run as kind of an outlaw rogue. Like you, you see these Schedules, programs do this every oh, yeah. once in a while, where they're like, no, we want to play varsity games, like mm-hmm. var- varsity issues. Because games. well, go back even further than that. They played JV ball the yeah. year before last, right. so this was their taste of varsity. They want to try it. Uh, they had a great year, uh, and so we'll hear from uh, Coach uh, Brian Cope of Lake Belton coming up here. Uh, then, uh, before that, we're going to announce the Suddenly Community Connector of the Year. You won't want to miss that. But we're going to start it all off, Pickle, by talking about the toughest new UIL districts in what we call Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. But first, we have first four through the door. Oh, man, I got so excited about Math Tuesday. I already put up the graphic. We do. Um, it was Coach Terry Crawford, Aaron Arbuckle, Daniel Agnew, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. And poor Step is in the comment and saying, I hate that I miss clinics, and that's my time. I know, dude. Like I, everyone, literally, what's going to be happening is we're going to be there, and we're going to be like, "Hey, coach, can we get an interview?" And they're going to go, "Where's Step?" Yeah, and I'm going to say, "Well, he's not here," and then they're going to walk away. I legitimately think that we talked about Step more at the DFW clinic than almost anything else. Uh, I think that's right. <laughs> All right, pickle. It is time for Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday gets the nerds going. Take a look at some of the numbers, and of course. Last Thursday, we had UIL realignment. And UIL realignment is functionally just a bunch of data 
that just dropped into our lap. It was hashtag Big Math Thursday. Big Math Thursday. This is just regular Math Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Regular sized. Uh, and so sifting through it, people can come to their own conclusions and people can figure out. I think there are some people who immediately look and, and try to figure out who has the easiest path to a state championship, uh, who where the toughest regions are, things like that. One of the things I think everybody always wants to know is, okay, what are the new toughest districts? Yeah, what are absolutely. The districts in, te- in Texas high school football, because of course we took it all up, threw it in a blender, and decided to come up with mm-hmm. new districts every two years. So here's what I think is interesting about a conversation like this: is I don't think there's a right answer. No, I think that there because a lot of it depends on how you define a difficult district. I think we would all agree. Okay, I think we would all agree. That if you put a district together that was Austin Westlake, Galena Park North Shore, um, let's see, Katie Pato, yeah, and uh, who won five AD two South Oak Cliff, Cliff, yeah. If you took all the state champions and put them all into one district, I think we'd all agree that's the there it is. That's the toughest district, mm-hmm. right? But really, what you have to do because that's not how things are, are, are operate. You have to take a look and balance. The quality at the top with the quality throughout. Yeah. Because, for example, let me ask you a question. What do you do with a district like uh, like the one that South Oak Cliff is in? I believe it's 65A Division Two. They're in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to tell you how good South Oak Cliff is. Nope. South Oak Cliff, excellent in 2021. Mm-hmm. They're also in the same district with Dallas Thomas Jefferson, who went winless in 2021. Exactly. How do you balance that and come up with some sort of metric to measure? It's almost like you need a grading scale right. of turning numbers into A plus, B minus type of thing. And so what I want to do instead is instead of trying to come up with one big factor Mm-hmm. That we're going to do to say this is what is the measurement of the d- most difficult districts. I want to give you a variety of different measurements okay. and let you, the viewer, decide right on what you think is the most tough is the toughest new district. So we're going to start with I think one of the most basic metrics, which is just the average win total. Mm-hmm. This is very easy. Yeah. Let's take the the teams that are in a new district. Let's add up the number of games they won. Let's throw them and, and let's average it out. Yeah, that's and that's pretty simple math. Pretty, this is this is basic. This is yeah, this very is basic math. Tuesday. Basic algebra. This is algebra math Tuesday. <laughs> this is algebra Tuesday. Okay. Um, now, one thing we can't do here of note, we cannot include new schools, programs that didn't play last year. We're going to talk with Lake Belton, Belton and Coach yeah. Cope. We can't include them into this. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on. But if you take a look at what that what ends up getting spat out, I don't think there's a ton of surprises here. You have Jonesboro and May at the top there in uh, at tied at eight point eight, uh, the fourteen one A Division One tied with five four A Division One. Both won eight point eight points or uh, average games last year. Shout out event. Um, that is, I think, not necessarily surprising. Mm-mm. One thing I think is interesting of note: May, of course, was the one A Division One runner up last year. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's one fewer game for them. Yeah. So really. They may be getting yeah. the short end of the stick if you want to if you want to get technical because you're going 14 games instead of 15 games. 15 games instead of 16. 16 games. Yeah. Yes. The other one I don't think is surprising at 8.8, which is 5-4 A Division One. Right. You've got you've got two 16 and 0 teams in China Spring and Stephenville, obviously doing the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. La Vega was not bad, certainly last year. No. Uh, Alvarado walks at you life averages out to 8.8. Next is the Shiner Refugio District, 15 uh, 2 A Division One. Mm-hmm. 
8.3. That's tied with the Strawn District. Strawn, Newcastle, Bowie, Goldberg, and Forestburg average 8.3. The only other district that, and this one surprised me, the only other district that averaged eight wins per team was 3-4-A Division Two, And remember on, on that, because we're going to get back to them. Yeah. They averaged 8.2, which falls Hershey, Snyder, Graham, Sweetwater, Midland Greenwood. Because none a of, sneaky good district. Yeah, because none of them made it all the way, mm-hmm. but collectively they, they all made all it far enough. They all had good years. Yeah. Right? They all had good years. So that's one way to measure it. If you want to take that and say, all right, 14-1-A Division One, 5-4-A Division One, 15-2-A Division One, those are the toughest districts. I guess you're within your rights. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Let's go to the next metric I look at, which is the most playoff teams. Okay. Okay? The most playoff teams. What I think is interesting, there's 192 new UIL Texas high school football districts. Of those 192 districts, only five are comprised entirely of playoff teams. That is, every team in the district made the playoffs last year. And of those... Four of those five are five-team districts, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, two, four, a Division One: Andrews, Lubbock, Estacado, Brownwoods, Big Spring, San Angelo, Lakeview. Three, four, a Division One: Dumas, Canyon, Randall, Canyon, Hereford, Pampa. Three, four, a Division Two. there it is again, Wichita Falls, Hershey, Graham, Sweetwater, uh, Snyder, and Midland, Greenwood. And two, three, a Division One: Shallow Water, Bushland, Amarillo, River Road, Muleshoe, and Dalhart. There is one district, we talked with our coach last week, there's one district that has more than five teams, and they all made the playoffs. It's 15-4A Division One: Rockport, Fulton, Port Lavaca, Calhoun, Floresville, Pleasanton, Beeville, Jones, Lavernia. If you want to take a look at the teams that with the most playoff teams, that would be you go 100% playoff participation last year. If you take a look at the other classifications, the highest saturation of playoff teams in a in a 6A district is 10-6A. 10-6A, Rockwall Heath, Rockwall Mesquite, Tyler Legacy, and Royce City all made the playoffs. 5A Division One, it was 2-5A Division One, which is Amarillo, Tascosa, Lubbock Cooper, Abilene, Lubbock Coronado, Amarillo, and Caprock all made the playoffs. Six out of seven, right? Um, you would also look at, also at six out of seven down in 2A Division Two. 14-2A Division Two, Fall City, Burton, Yorktown, Louise, Somerville, and Snook all made the playoffs, right? So if you take a look at those, if you're if you're saying, okay, well, a playoff team is a good team. Mm-hmm. These are the districts that have the most good teams, quote-unquote. Here you go. You will take a look at that, and maybe you'll take a look at district like 15-4A Division One with Rockport, Fulton, Lavac, Calhoun, Floresville, et cetera, as the best team in, in or best district in the state. So then I went one more way, and, and 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 you know I am want to get off onto a tangent. Oh yeah, I want to take a look at what the computer rankings had to say. Mm-hmm. So the DCTF, which computer, this always gets people fired up. DCTF computer rankings. It's po- partnered by our, our power by our friend Jerry Forrest at PixkinPrep.com. It's really good. Val- it's really valuable tool. I oh, think yeah. for uh, for measuring how good a Texas high school football team is. Um, I think it's the gold standard of Texas high school football analysis, in my opinion. Um, I won't I won't bore you, but basically each team is assigned a rating, mm-hmm. um, and the more compute the more data we get in, the more games that are played, the rating gets more and more refined, mm-hmm. and we understand who the best team. So, for example, the highest rated team in Texas last year was Austin Westlake. Yes, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Mm-mm. So here's what I did: I took each district in the state, and I averaged out the rating for each of those teams and I compared that district rating against the average team 
in that classification. So it's pound for pound, right? Right. We're talking pound for pound because look, um, the the best district in six A, it's just going to be higher rated than the best district in three A. It's just right. the, the matter of a matter of fact, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I I came up with a metric I called di- district degree of difficulty. Basically, if your DDOD is five percent, that means that it's five percent tougher than the average team in your classification. Does that okay. make sense? Mm-hmm. So if in 6A, what it spat out is that the toughest district is 5-6A. Denton-Geyer, Allen, Prosper, etc. In 5A Division One, another district we've already mentioned, 2-5A Division One: Amarillo-Tascosa, Lubbock-Cooper, Abilene, Lubbock-Coronado, etc. In 5A Division Two is 5-5A Division Two, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Mansfield-Summit, Ennis, Burleson, Midlothian Heritage, a pr- uh, prominent... Uh, promotion for 4A Division 1. Everman. 4A Division 1, not surprising, I think. No, not at all. The chi- oh, you got the two state champions from 4A. China Spring, mm-hmm. Stephenville, La Vega, Alvarado, Walks That You Life. 4A Division 2, here's that district again. Mm-hmm. 3-4A Division 2, Wichita Falls, Hershey, Snyder, Graham, Sweetwater, Midland, Greenwood. 3A Division 1, again, I don't think it's a surprise. Both no. 3A champions here. 11-3A Division 1, Franklin, Lorena, Cameron, Yo, Little River Academy, etc. 3A Division 2, 3-3A Division 2. It was Childress, Freona, Canadian, Spearman, etc. Not surprising. No. 2A Division 1. Again, I don't think surprising. <laughs> Shiner, Refurio, Ganado. 15-2A Division 1. And then back to 2A Division 2 is 14-2A Division 2, which was the Fall City, Burton, Yorktown District. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the six-man ranks, it was the May Jones Road District, and then 1A Division 2 is Strong Newcastle mm-hmm. District. I think this is particularly interesting because the computer this I think is a decent measure of depth because one team can't do all the heavy lifting you've got to have at least three or four pretty quality teams Mm -hmm. in it and so when you take a look at all of these metrics there are a couple of districts that you end up seeing in a bunch of them Uh, I was surprised to see 3-4-A Division 2 in there as much as the Hershey Snyder Grand District yep um 2-5A Division One. Matt Stepp had talked about this on our podcast. The Tascosa, Lubbock, Cooper, Abilene District is really deep. It's really tough. Um, the 8-1A Division Two, the Strong Newcastle District, the Shiner Refurio District. I think if you wanted to pin down one toughest district in the state, mm-hmm. that's a pretty decent place to start, is that list right there. Right. But the good news, and I wrote this on TexasFootball.com, got a whole piece up on the site. The good news is that we don't have to choose. Mm-mm. and you can we'll kind of find out down the road I would say that there's not really an answer because you could say that the toughest district in the state is 26-6A because mm-hmm. 26-6A has Austin-Westlake Austin-Westlake is the best team in the state right right you could say that I just thought this was particularly interesting in finding a way to balance depth and top heaviness, so to speak, mm-hmm. to find out what the toughest new districts are. So let me know what you think are the toughest districts in the new UIL realignment. Well, and that's the most fun part about that is there really is no way no. to pinpoint down which one of those three methods works the best. Like, for instance, I think that the playoff one is probably the least accurate in my mind, but it's like everyone is kind of up to make that discretion themselves. Yeah, but at the same time, to that point, there's factual numbers. I mean, there, a, yeah. what you, what you're saying is that you know these are teams that made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Fifteen forty division one's an example. All those teams made the playoffs. Two are guaranteed not to. Right. That's that's pretty telling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
There you go. There's uh, Math Tuesday. I'll look at the toughest math new Tuesday. UIL districts. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle. Let's talk about our friends at Sudden Link. Sudden Link, in partnership with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, believe in great connectivity and supporting each community it serves. And that's why we teamed up for the third consecutive year to present the Dave Campbell's Community Connector School Program presented by Sudden Link. This fall, 15 schools were spotlighted, and for the past eight weeks, the 15 communities rallied to vote for their school to be named the Community Connection School of the Year and a chance to receive a $2,500 donation thanks to the support of Suddenlink. After receiving almost 300,000 votes Ooh, on TexasFootball.com, we're proud to announce the winner of the Community Connector Connection, rather, Community Connection School of the Year Award and the $2,500 grand prize to... Drumroll, please. And boom! Montgomery High School. Congratulations to the Montgomery Bears for being named the Community Connection School of the Year and all of the other finalists. Visit TexasFootball.com to see our conversation with Montgomery High School and a special thank you to Suddenlink for your support of the Community Connection School Program and for all you do to support Texas high school football and Texas high school communities. So visit TexasFootball.com to learn more about the Dave Campbell's Community Connector School Program presented by Suddenlink. Pickle, this feels like eons ago, <laughs> but we were in Grapevine at the DFW Clinic talking up some coaches. One of the coaches we caught up with is a gentleman by the name of Brian Cope. Brian Cope is head coach at Lake Belton, the Lake Belton Broncos. Uh, and perhaps you're unfamiliar with their program. That's because they're new. They are joining the UIL for the first time. I believe it's a 6A program. Do I have that right? make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. I'm pretty sure they're... Uh, I believe they so. They are... Yes, they were dropped... Um, they were dropped into... Oh, no, 4-5-A Division One. I'm wrong. 4-5-A Division One. They're with the Killeen schools, with Midlothian, with Waco High, with Red Oak. I would say a pretty decent landing for them. Oh, yeah. In any case, uh, big doings down there in Belton, the newest school in Belton, uh, Lake Belton. We caught up with their head coach, Brian Cope, at the DFW Clinic. Here's my conversation with Lake Belton head coach, Brian Cope, here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine. And we are joined by the head coach of team everybody's talking about, the Lake Belton Broncos. Coach Brian Cope joins us. Coach, appreciate your time. Uh, how are things at Lake Belton High School? Man, it's awesome. What a great time to be a Bronco right now. Uh, our kids are working hard, having a great offseason. Uh, our basketball team has a big game uh, tonight. Uh, our girls' soccer team uh, has a chance to make a good, good run. Our girls' softball team, uh, really looking forward to seeing them along with our baseball team. And tracks rolling around, too. And, it, man, our kids are just doing an awesome job of competing and, and learning the Bronco way. Do you, do you feel like, because you hear from coaches all the time that winning is contagious and things like that. You're starting a program there at Lake Belton. Do you feel like there is a culture that's building there with the, with the Broncos? You know, we've talked about as a staff how important it is to get in the playoffs in baseball and basketball, have kids run in the regional track meet. 
because that'll pay off for us well, when we have the opportunity next year to make the playoffs in 5A Division One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the past couple of years. You guys played JV year, very successful. Last year, an undefeated year. It's kind of a you know, call it an outlaw schedule, whatever you want to call it. Not you know, nine and zero. What is it about this program that that has you guys cooking? What what can we be on the lookout for as you guys enter UIL play? Yeah, I think it's just a, a, our kids understand about 212 effort and, and going one degree more. Um, in fact, we run 212s on Wednesdays, and they all know that. Um, and, and man, our oh. kids our kids get after it. Um, but also, it, it's a testament to our our head boys track coach and Brandon Bird, and our head boys basketball coach and Zane Johnston, our head baseball coach and Corey Beckham. That we're all working together. Uh, you come watch a, a Lake Belton workout. Um, yeah, we have 240 football players right now with another 120 sitting in eighth grade, uh, raring to go. Um, but we're all working out together, whether you're baseball or basketball or football. And I think that builds a culture. We talked today after the workout about how important it was to be in the basketball gym um, tonight at, at, at 7:30 to support our kids because we got teammates that are over there playing. And I think, man, that's an important part uh, for us to be successful. You know, you're helping to launch this athletic program. I'm interested, maybe, about what you know now that you didn't know when you when you took. I think everybody, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, jumping in, you know, you know, and you're you're a guy who doesn't do things halfway. But but what do you know now, maybe, about about this program and this I, job? I wouldn't recommend trying to open a new school in a pandemic. Would be my first <laughs> uh, my first recommendation. <laughs> um, uh, we Tough did ass. we did all our interviews on Zoom uh, back when it first originally started um, and different things. But I think that's also made us learn how to work together more. Um, when you're opening a new school every day, uh, it's probably about an hour extra from a cord- from a campus coordinator standpoint, mm-hmm. making sure everybody's all on the same page and making sure you've done That's the first time you've you've typed that paper up or, or things that way. Um, but the big thing is, is just getting the kids to believe and make sure that the standard is the standard. Uh, we talk all the time with our kids about leaving the jersey better than what it was. Um, but the deal is, is they get to set what that standard is for their jersey. Um, and so that's been a really good thing to watch our, our class of 23 kids really get after it and really try to not waste a day. You know, I'm interested. You, you guys are about to enter your first UIL district. Your next UIL game will be your first UIL game. Does anything change? Does it, or, or is it the same message going forward? Especially let's talk about, you know, when you're in the district play. It's going to be the quite literally the highest stakes game in Lake Belton history. Um, do, does anything change or is it just we set our processes and we go? We, we talk all the time about that, that Alabama worries about Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why there's numbers on our helmet on both sides. Uh, we got a little Ohio State going with the red and silver as well. But we say, hey, we're going to worry about ourselves. And at the end of the day, if you do your very best and take care of yourself, then you got a chance to be really good. Okay. And, and finally, realignments next week. Not sure if you do heard you that. know where we're going? I have, buddy. We had Dr. <laughs> this is 100% true. We just had Dr. Susan Elza on our show, and I asked her to give me the alignments. And uh, her response was, hell no. So, you know. What? What, what, are the emotions, what are the feelings? Are you excited? Are you nervous? What, what are the feelings here? So I'll tell you a story. My dad was a longtime coach in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of his career, he was the head coach at Northbrook High School, uh, which is a, a, a tougher place to win at. Um, but he told me when we walked in, and I was the OC at A&M Consultant, he said, you're going to open this alignment, and you're going to worry about you. And I'm going to worry about me, and I'm going to lean over to you and let you know if, we're gonna re- if I'm retiring or not. <laughs> and he opened it up and said, I'm out here. Um, and I completely understood what the district he got put into. Um, it's career defining only if you let it define it. Um, and so we have a, a little poll in the office that are we going to South Fort Worth? 
Are we going to South Dallas? Are we going with College Station in Magnolia? Are we going with College Station in Georgetown? Are we going down to, to South Austin? Because in 5AD1, there are a lot of schools in only 16 districts. So something's going to be put in a 9-10 team figuring it out. At the end of the day, we don't determine that. We don't control those factors. We just control how we're going to respond to that uh, and give our kids the very best chance uh, possible. All right, I got to ask, because every staff has one. Every staff has the realignment nerd, the one who's got the pins out and, and is crunching the numbers. Who on your staff is it, and is it you? Uh, it is. Uh, well, I do have my own Excel <laughs> documents because um, that was part of my job to try to figure that out a little bit. Uh, coach Phillips, our, our cornerbacks coach, has sent one out to the staff as well. So we're going to see who's right uh, come Thursday about 9 o'clock, probably about 9.01. And if you're checking the UIL website, probably about 9.10 when you finally refresh. Coach, congratulations on the great start. We're really excited to see what you guys do in the UIL. Awesome. Thank you, Greg, and thank you all for all that you're doing. I was just talking to Ashley uh, about that. Y'all taking Dave Campbell's Texas football and taking it to a different level. And, man, that's a, that's a testament to hard work. Well, appreciate that, Coach. So, Thanks so much for watching that video. There he is, video. Brian Cope, the head coach of the, of the Lake Belton Broncos, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, appreciate his time and, and hopping on with us. Here's a guy who was um, the offensive coordinator at Belton. Mm-hmm. before he decided to go over and join uh, over at Belt, uh, at Lake Belton. Well, and I just kind of blow up his spot here a second. I think that it was really cool that we didn't see him walk by because you were doing another interview and I was looking at the camera mm-hmm. and stuff and he came up and he was like, hey, I'd love to hop on and get an interview done. And he told us he's like the chief market. He calls himself yeah. like the chief marketing operator or officer for uh, Lake Belton because he was like, when you have a new program, you've got to get your name out there. And so I thought that was really cool. They obviously made a good hire on the right guy of, putting themselves out there. Yeah, he's a guy who, who obviously wants to build that program up and, and obviously a football crazy part of the state down there, kind of that Temple Belton area. Um, they'll get behind him. Oh, and, yeah. And so it'll be fun to watch the Lake Belton Broncos make their UIL debut in August. We appreciate Coach Cope and his time at the DFW Clinic. Let's go over to the uh, well-coiffed and um, uh, you, you dress good. Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. You're done good. When we were talking about the Shiner Refurio district, someone put in the comments, have you seen Timpson's, this is supposed, alleged from the comments, but Mm -hmm. have you seen their their non-district schedule? I know that they're not no. in the same district, but when we talk Shiner Refiro, we also talk Timpson. It's uh, Dangerfield, Jefferson, and Wascombe. Sure, sure, as you do. Um, you know. Now here's the thing: they were, yeah. Not to, uh, I'm sorry. Not to mention they're playing Beckville, who's no, oh my no Lord. pushover as well. No. Um, Which yeah, good for them. They, like. You know, they wanted to get tested, and and, yep. and I think they've needed it. You know, they've mm-hmm. kind of mowed through Region Three. They've come up short in mm-hmm. the state semifinal last couple of years. Uh, Terry Bussey will be a junior, junior this year. And so they wanna they wanna get him ready. And so yeah, I think that's I think that's smart. Take your lumps, even if you take a couple losses, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? You're gonna be better for it in the end. So out there and get punched in very, the very interesting. There's a lot of good uh non district games that are coming out right now. Anything else? No. You done? I mean, I guess we can let people know that we're not going to have a show on Friday. Yeah, no show Friday. We're in College but, Station. If there's something we should do in College Station, let us know. Or yeah. Brian. We love Brian. Brian's really Brian's really mm-hmm. cool. I, Yep. It's a cool it's a cool little town. We tried to go. Where did we try to go last time and it didn't work? They were having some music festival on the square of downtown yeah. Brian. So we literally drove. Like this a, is after the coaching clinic. Like we German drove place. down there and it was like... There was no way that no. we were getting anywhere close to there. Anyway, so if you have any recommendations for CSTAT, for BCS, 
let us know. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Lake Belton head coach Brian Cope for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow, unless I get fired for not dressing fancy enough. Text the ball today. <laughs>